Hi guys, welcome to Pink Pill with Jamie Lynn, where it's not all about facts and stats. So this is a new concept, a new um, idea that I want to introduce um, into the field of mental health, dating, and relationships. I feel like there's a lot of uh, misinformation uh, about dating and relationships and what works and what doesn't. And I wanna give you a different perspective on dating and relationships and mental health, something that's actually uh, healthy and not so um, toxic, should we say? Um, so with that being said, um, I have a no bullshit approach. I'm going to say things direct. Um, I'm not going to beat around the bush. Um, I want to give you honest feedback, real time advice, and most importantly, hope. I think that's something that we're missing in today's world. And, um, let's get ready to pop the pink pill. Okay, guys. So, um, most of you are familiar with Fret and Fit, Fresh and Fit. Um, they've got a lot of content on there um, that's supposed to give um, men that have been unsuccessful in love, dating, and relationships advice, teaching them how to be uh, better men, men that can get the girls. And um, I have a lot of uh, issues with the advice that they give because I don't think that it promotes um, healthy relationships, and I don't, I don't actually think it helps you get the girl either. Um, so I'm going to play a few clips and I'm going to analyze them and then I'm going to give you some feedback that actually might help you secure relationships and find love. Um, but they're, they're, I'm going to use these videos really as teaching tools. Um, so the first one, um, the first one, I've got two videos here where we're talking, we're fresh and fit are talking about how women dress. So we're going to go ahead and play those and then I'm going to, I'm going to give you my feedback and comments after the video is done. I've seen a video where a girl walks down the street of Manhattan for 12 hours wearing a white v-neck tank top tucked uh -huh. into jeans. Yep. And people say she's asking to be catcalled. Would you consider that a provocative? You know what? I love that you use that example. <laughs> <laughs> you triggered my trap Because they did that with a woman that was dressed in a hijab and they did that with a woman that was dressed provocatively. Even though the woman in the hijab did get catcalled as well, it mitigated the catcall significantly. So, are men going to be perps and catcall you no matter what? Yeah, to a degree, but you can absolutely mitigate the risk by dressing it modestly. Okay, we have to pause here because, I mean, he's kind of like, you know, just proving his own point, really. He's like, oh, I'm so glad that you mentioned that. You you proved my point. And I'm like, oh, what, that she can wear, like, um, clothes covered in head to toe and still get sexually harassed? Was that the point that you were trying to make? Like, that makes absolutely no sense to me. So basically what he's saying is, is that, uh, it doesn't really matter what what a woman wears. She's still it it doesn't it doesn't stop her from getting unwanted sexual um, advances, harassment, or male attention. Um, you know, something something also that I think is really important to mention is that this you know their advice is really it's it's victim blaming. You know, it's saying it, it's punishing the victim. You know, if I if I gave you if if I'm a baker, okay, and I'm I'm in a market, I'm at a farmer's market, and I'm selling bread and somebody comes up and steals my bread. I don't punish the baker and say, hey, you're not allowed to sell bread here. Shame on you. And that's the kind of ideology that these guys are pushing. Um, and I think that it's really, really toxic and it's really harmful to the harmful to the female gender to push this kind of rhetoric around. It's also suggesting that men can't control themselves like you might have. Um, you might have, men can have sexual desires and impulses, but it doesn't mean that you have to act on them. And there is a big, big difference between having an irresistible impulse and an impulse not resisted. Amber, if you could go ahead and play the next video. 
girls get mad at me when I say this because girls will come on the podcast and they'll be mad and like men don't respect us or they treat us like crap or they're always sexualizing us or whatever. And my response is women are only sexualized if they sexualize themselves first. It's on the woman. It's her responsibility to not look like a hoe because if you look like a hoe or you dress like a hoe, guess what? People are going to treat you like a hoe. Wow. Uh, I don't even know where to start. (laughs) Um, If you look like a hoe and you dress like a hoe, people are going to treat you like a hoe. So does that mean that you're inviting disrespect? Does that mean that you're inviting um, sexual assault and sexual harassment? I think not. And I think that's a really large and a very dangerous leap to make. Um, and also it, there, the, the, these guys are not showing any empathy, um, for, for the female gender and things that they have to go through. They're really minimizing, um, how women are being treated. And I don't think that that's a fair representation of how most men feel, because I think most men know how to conduct themselves. And I think most men are very kind, loyal, loving, and protective. And so they're not really giving men enough credit here either. There's a point that I want to make as far as women sexualizing themselves. Um, Why is that a bad or an evil thing to do to sexualize yourself? Like it, like, in my opinion, I think it's okay for a woman to have sex appeal. I think that that's something that's, it's not some bad, evil thing. And I think we shouldn't demonize it. Also, not everything a woman does is sexualizing herself. I feel like, you know, like what if I'm on the beach, okay, and I'm in a bikini, is that me sexualizing myself? No. What if I just want to feel the sun on my skin? You know, if we have a male and he takes his shirt off on the beach, would anybody say that he's sexualizing himself? I think not. So there's a real double double standard here. Um, and I, I just think I just I want to create a different perspective for people um, because it's not some bad, evil thing. OK, um, in this next video, um, I think it's really important to discuss. They're talking about if a woman doesn't give you sex. So, Amber, if you could play the video, please. Does not give you the bedroom fun. She's useless to you. And I'm going to say why. I know that sounds awful to say it like that, to objectify in that way. But the thing is this. Men don't ask for much from women, right? We want some some booty, maybe a sandwich here or there. Peace and quiet. Men don't want much. Women, however, taller than me, make more money than me, successful, confidence, all this stuff, right? Big dick, all this other stuff. So women require a lot from men. So men don't ask for much. But since we don't ask for much, the things that we ask for are much more important. So if a girl doesn't give you sex, bro, that's like one third of what she's supposed to give you gone, 50% almost. So my thing is this, if you're in a relationship right now, for all the guys that are watching out there, you're in a relationship with a girl, your wife, whatever it is, and she's no longer giving you enthusiastic sex, start to prepare to kick her to the curb. If they Hum, (laughs) where do I begin? Um, I mean, sex in a sandwich, guys, ladies, like you heard it from here. That's all you got to do to, you know, keep a man. Just make sure it's enthusiastic sex. That's super important. We don't want to miss that. Um, look, this, there's a big problem with this because look, I don't know, like, has this guy ever been in love before? Like, is, is our relations just a transaction for this guy? Like it doesn't like, this is not how relationships play out in real life. And guys, if you are a guy and you are taking dating advice from this guy, oh my God, please run because you will never get a healthy relationship or a relationship at all. If you're taking advice from this guy, sex in a sandwich, get the fuck out of here. Okay. So look, this guy is viewing relationships as completely transactional and relationships are not transactional. 
they're they're conditional okay and there's a big difference between the two you know transactional love means you know the, the person expects something in return for their love you know it could be material possessions favors you know acts um you know and if you get that you know then if you don't get that then the love can be like withheld or whatever you know conditional love is different because it's based on a certain set of criteria it's based on certain circumstances like love loyalty respect um, you know, transactional love is more focused on the exchange for love, while conditional love is more focused on what you need in order to maintain the love, maintain the relationship. So, you know, it's it's a trust, not a trade. Um, and that's really important to remember. You know, if these guys are giving, you know, relationship advice that's completely transactional, just go pay for it, you know, and go ahead and like, you know, close your podcast, you're done, problem solved. Okay, and then let's go ahead and move on to video three. This is what other people are not telling y'all. I've dated these girls. He's dated these girls. Most of them are headaches. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Like, yo, I need a really bad blah, blah, blah. Are y'all prepared for her to be an attention whore? <laughs> are you guys prepared for her to want to be around her friends all the time and do whole shit? Are you guys prepared for her to not clean up your place after you went to the gym for an hour or two and you yeah. come back and she's just on her phone looking at her Instagram? Are you guys prepared for her to be a narcissistic, annoying bimbo? Are y'all prepared for her to stop by every single mirror that she walks by to look at herself? Are y'all prepared for her to take three hours to get dressed? Are y'all prepared for her to, to, you know, introduce you to her social circle of friends who annoy the fuck out of you because they're useless as well? Are y'all prepared for this? Real talk. This is what this is just some of the things that come along with dealing with a really bad bitch yeah. that most of y'all are not prepared to handle. It's yep. always going to be, and you're going to have to be on point with everything you do. You're going to have to be checking her all the time. And she may or may not reciprocate to that very well. Like, bro, you can't tell these girls nothing, bro. Yeah, a lot of them are so up in your head, bro. That's like, bro, you, if you're not on a level where she can actually respect you, your words are going to fall on deaf ears, bro. Yeah. yeah. But we're keeping it all the way 1,000 with y'all. Most coaches would not admit this. Yeah. But I'm telling y'all. These bad bitches, we're with them. We deal with them every night. Chris talks to them every night. We deal with them every night. No one has dealt with more girls and spoken to more girls than us on this fucking podcast. I don't care what nobody says. We're dealing with the baddest chicks in the United States. We're telling y'all how it really is. Most of them are not worth the effort. Get yourself a girl that's average, a little bit above average. You know what I'm saying? As a main, right? Or a girl that's going to be, because those girls tend to be a little bit more useful. Versus one of these like IG model type chicks. Have fun with them, but don't take them seriously, bro. Mm. A lot of y'all like literally pedestalize these like really bad chicks. And I'm telling y'all, bro, y'all are not prepared or have the ability to uh, to rope these girls in. Yeah. Not worth it, man. For yeah. the most part. Like, like here's the other thing too. We talked about this too. Let's say you set up a date with one of these girls, right? These girls are notorious for flaking. Y'all want to know why? The dark story. She has another. She has one guy offering a thousand bucks for dinner. She got options. She has another dude that's offering to fly her to L.A. She has another guy that invited her to that party. She has another dude that hit her up and told her, "Yo, I'm uh, send me a fee picture. I'll send you seven hundred dollars, bro." I need you guys to imagine what kind of individual would you be if people, if women were offering you money, sex, trips, all this other stuff for nothing more than you existing. <laughs> like, really? I want you to flip the script for a second. How would you behave? If women from all around the world were hitting you up, offering you boat rides, flights, expensive vacations, cash money, uh, fucking bags, shoot, 
uh, you know, designer clothes, Jordans, everything that you wanted, a PlayStation 5. How would you behave I'll be to the opposite too. gender, nigga, if girls were offering you all this for nothing more than the fact that you had a dick and you were a dude? I'll be bougie and picky, too. Is what there it you is. go. Is what it is, man. My friends, and that is why the modern woman behaves that the way that they do, these attractive girls. It literally fucks with your psyche when you have people offering you things and giving you a certain lifestyle when you've done nothing to earn it. This is the world that we're in. Just show up. Blame the internet, nigga. That's why this book, Why Women Deserve Less, is going to get this through your fucking... I'd like to add that it's so unrealistic how they make women. I know. And how, like, how subjective we are. Yeah. And I'm like, excuse me, we're, we're all not like that. (laughs) <laughs> that's one <laughs> two not all men are like y'all so let's also put you in a different category because you guys are not considered what most men are you know what? i love that you said that amber thank you for that because they're making a lot of assumptions here wouldn't you say they're they're assu- like first of all uh this screams insecurity to me um and there's a lot of problems with that because they're giving dating advice from a place of emotional pain and hurt like you know, I hear them on there. I've, I've watched many episodes of Fresh and Fit now trying to familiarize myself with their material, if we can even call it that. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, and he criticizes women for having emotional reactions. And we just got done listening to him throw like a little bit of an emotional temper tantrum about meh, 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 women, right? And it's just like, but I guess that doesn't apply to him, right? If a girl interrupts him, right? He kicks her off the show, but that's, that's not an emotional reaction. That's facts, right? So again, double standard there. He's making a big assumption that most men would be insecure about these things or that most women are off on yachts and giving people enthusiastic sex and making sandwiches everywhere, right? I don't think that this is a realistic picture of how relationships actually play out. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot of projection. Um, the biggest thing that I really want to uh, take away here is, is that he's giving men advice that they should settle. <laughs> like, did anybody pick up on that or was that just me? So so you should date a girl that you're not super 100% attracted to because she has a less likely chance of hurting you. Uh, she might be more loyal to you and, you know, she'll, you know, make you sandwiches and whatever else he needs her to do, right? Again, just transactional. It ain't about love. I didn't hear love anywhere in here. It's just about what the woman can do for the guy. So, you know, I guess like <laughs> I guess like I guess men like you should compromise your standards and date down if you're listening to this guy I on the other hand don't feel like you should do that um, I don't think that you need to lower your standards to attract the woman that you want um, but that's a whole other topic and we can talk about you know how to do that in a, in a healthy way another thing that fresh and fit say often and I don't have a clip of it but I'll refer to it and maybe find a clip of it later They talk about divorce rates, okay? And they talk about how women leave relationships and how they're the one to initiate most breakups and stuff like that. But they don't really identify why a woman is leaving. Um, They say something about, oh, well, you know, like... It's because, you know, she's trying, it's hypergamy. She's dating alphas or whatever. And it's like, there really isn't any statistics to back that up. Perhaps maybe it's because she realizes she's with somebody that was never really that into her. Look, if you're a guy and you're in a relationship with a girl and you're not fully attracted to them, it's going to change how you interact with them. Do you think that this guy giving 
guy's advice that he's coaching to date down or, you know, settle for somebody that they're not super attracted to isn't going to affect the way they pour into that relationship and pour into that woman. It a hundred percent is. And if that woman doesn't feel like her needs are being met in the relationship, a healthy woman is going to get the fuck out of there. So I'm going to move on to the um, fourth and final video. And this one, I hope you guys get a kick out of because he's saying that it's not important for women to orgasm. No, I know Myron says that it's not important for the girl to come. But we really, Wait, really Myron like says it. Wait, you what? Myron, I disagree. <laughs> What? I never heard this episode. Okay. Sock, you don't think it's important? <laughs> what? You say that shit. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, see, I knew they were going to try to pile in on me and everything else like that. And I, I was prepared. I was prepared. <laughs> so, the reality when it comes to a woman's, uh, you know, ejaculation is... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Because the reality is, is that <laughs> because yo, only one ejaculation is needed to create life. Okay, that's number one, right? So from a biological perspective, no one cares about the female nut, and it's not needed to create life. Number two, men have to bring so much to the goddamn table anyway <laughs> to get laid. So it's like now y'all want a nut too? No. <laughs> it's, it's so it's, it's so funny because I guess you never took biology, my dude. I know, right? Come on, we all know why it happens. <laughs> like, oh, wait, hold, like, hold on, like, Amber. Get her grip. From an evolutionary standpoint, there's no point in women coming. Well, let's let's actually take an evolutionary standpoint on it and break that down a little bit. Okay. If if we're using your logic, which evolutionary psychology, I don't know, does this guy have a background in evolutionary psychology or is he just reading some fucking books some dude wrote? Like, does he have any formal training in evolutionary psychology? Like, I don't even know. Like, what qualifies him to be a speaker about evolutionary psychology? Anyway, if we're using that tactic, well, the orgasm must actually serve a purpose for the female as well, or else it wouldn't exist, right? Like that, that makes sense because evolutionary psychology says that, you know, like we have these traits because they've evolved and served us over a period of time and it's the survival of the fittest. So this trait carried over, you know, because there's value in it. Now, Myron clearly doesn't see any value in it. I bet he's a great lover, ladies. <laughs> you can uh, tell he got cheated on multiple times then. That is um, a yeah. clear, clear sign of I've, you have gotten cheated on because you don't know how to please a woman. That's such a shocker to most God, can women you, who don't know that. Can you can you imagine having him as a lover? That would be the most awkward sex in the life. I mean It's just like, all right, can you make me a sandwich? I'm like, who the fuck are you? Just make sure <laughs> like, just make sure huh? it's enthusiastic. Okay, that's it's important. Like ten seconds done. <laughs> I, I wouldn't even give you ten seconds, my dude. I would probably give you fifteen, probably less. Mm, no, I I'll give you five, and then you're all right. Getting a cigarette break, and I'm like, you're 
you're pathetic in a way. Look, these kind these these guys that are doing this, look, let me let me give you a real practical reason why it's it is important, why why intimacy is important. It's it's bonding for both the male and the female. Okay. It, it's something that joins you closer together. When you orgasm, it also releases, you know, hormones like oxytocin, which is the bonding chemical, which which keeps you close to your partner, which also makes it like, you know, if you're satisfied sexually, you're less likely to go outside of that relationship. So he's so worried about securing sexual partners and fidelity, like you'd think you'd have a vested interest in making them come you know um look like an, another <laughs> this is a really simple one but like if you make her come she'll probably want to fuck you again wow yeah such logics it's just like <laughs> common sense is being bought to life and most men don't know that i mean guys look like I think sexual fulfillment is important in any relationship, okay? But if it's one-sided, um, that's already not very healthy. And and I understand that his um, rhetoric and his message can be uh, very catchy and it can be, it, it does meet a need for some men. But guys, if you're looking for a partnership, if you're looking for, you know, if you're looking for quality women, okay? If you're looking for love, this is not how you get it. Okay, Amber, I went through all my videos. <laughs> I don't know what to do now. I'm like 20 minutes in. <laughs> we could talk about like how did Pink Pill actually develop and how did this like originally start? Like, yeah, Fresh and Fit is like mm -hmm. the prime example, but like there's other podcasts that has like more like misleading messages out there where yeah. it's not really true unless you like you know go out there experience it or you take it as is so you know if you don't know this i'm actually a licensed marriage and family therapist so i've been working with individuals and couples and relationships for many many years and so i actually have the privilege of seeing how it plays out and seeing what people come to the table with like real real arguments like most people aren't trying to bang a million people. Like, that's not the goal. Most people are just trying to get one person. Most people are trying to find love and fulfillment within their relationships, not just, you know, date up, 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 and fuck as many young girls as you can. Like, that's just not, that's not really what what I see play out. Um, a, a lot of people have fears and insecurities and, and wounds that need healing in order for them to be in healthy relationships. And so I wanna give information on how to do that and how to actually improve the quality of your life. I think that there's a lot of information being, being, being pushed really towards men that, that isn't actually very helpful for them. And I think it creates an ideology that can be very harmful towards women. And so I want to create a different perspective uh, to help both genders um, navigate mental health, navigate dating, and find fulfilling, even sexually fulfilling, um, relationships. What do you have to say for the people who think they have to date up in the world? Um, <clears throat> who think they have to? Well, I think that's coming from a wounded place. Um, if you think you have to, that means you probably need to survive. You're in a, you're in, you're picking from a place of fear, which means you're more likely to end up with the wrong person. So what we'd want to do is you'd really want to take a look at why do you feel like you need to date up? 
Like where, like, is, are you fearful of something happening? Do you, are you looking for some security? And then if that's the case, then how can we kind of create that security and, and build that within yourself? And if you find a person, man or woman, that is, I guess, up, uh, it's just an added bonus, but you're safe and secure with who you are. Why do men feel like they have to date up? It should be like more like, if men think they have the data, why do they have to think women do the same thing if some women don't? So what a lot of red pill argument is, is that um, men don't date up. They date across and down, I believe. They say women are hypergamous where they date across and up. So for men, they say the mating strategy is to basically get younger and, and younger um, because of the sexual marketplace value. They say that a woman's um, value goes down as she ages. The advice I would give to men is this. Um, you don't want to disqualify love based on age. You, you Attraction is important, but attraction isn't bound by a number. And you could be missing opportunities of, of people that you are actually attracted to when you're ruling out a number. Um, they say that guys, you know, are trying to you also mate, and that's why they need a younger, a younger female. Um, I've counseled hundreds of guys, and I've never heard them say that. <laughs> Never heard them say that ever. <laughs> and I'm kind of surprised because when you see videos like this, as a normal, like me as a normal person who just watched these videos and say, huh, it doesn't apply to me, so it doesn't matter. But for other people who see this and feel self-conscious, what do you have to say to those type of people who are looking at the videos and feeling like, oh, do I need to like fit into that? Mm -hmm. Or do I need to like belong to that type of like, category? Well, I would say that um, this kind of information is predatory, I think. Um, I think they're preying on people that have been unsuccessful in love and relationships and dating, and it's a vulnerable population. If you go on, like, you have to understand that there's a manipulation behind some of this. It's not all just to help you get a girl, okay? And and though some of their information, uh, this pickup artistry, might, might secure some relationships or get you some sexual partners, it doesn't secure love and it doesn't secure something that's actually sustainable or fulfilling long-term. I've not seen any research that supports that. Um, I lost my train of thought, Amber. What was the question? I went off on a tangent. <laughs> it's basically asking like for younger people like who are just coming up in an adult world watching this type of video, do they need to feel like they have to belong to have these type like have their ideal type of person? I think that I think it's tempting to it's got to be hard for the guys it's and, and girls too, but it's, it's got to be hard to be a guy and to not, not feel fulfilled sexually and feel like you're not being chosen or picked. Um, and so I understand the, the desire to want to belong, but I think with that, you need to educate yourself on how you can be a, vulnerable to groups that will tell you to buy their programs and push a lot of unhealthy and unhelpful information that won't set you up for long-term success. What you can do is there are things that you can do to improve your state. I always believe that. And I, and I, I do believe in hope. I, I think that there is somebody, I, I think that you know, there might be things that you need to work on as an individual to make you more desirable, but you don't need to buy a program to do that. So what do you think about like 
the social standards of her people who are like pick me type of people where do you think that like stems from is it more like family based or could it be more from like social based like school work or mm. whatever they're like socially like evolved with well like the the pick me generation is is something that that's you know it's across genders but i do tend to see that more with women fighting or competing for like male attention it's 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 a form of, of validation it's saying choose me over this person or choose me over this profession or choose me over this it's a way that they're actually getting um self-worth and validation um and it's not a very i don't think that there's anything inherently wrong with validation i think that it's it's okay to have but you never want to be dependent on it and i think the pick me generation is dependent on the external validation of others that I have been chosen, therefore I must be worth something. But that only, la but they're always dependent. Like you can, you a pick me person, you could give them all the accolades in the world and they'll feel really good in a moment. And then they're, it only lasts as long as their next negative thought. And then they're right. And then they need it again. That was really good. Thank you. Um, so for Pink Pill, what do you think we should do for this in the near future? Like, what will you think this podcast would go with guest-wise, maybe, like, on location, may, or what do you think that this podcast should go in the near future? Well, I'm, I'm hoping Pink Pill becomes an, an ideology, just a healthier way to look at love, relationships, and mental health. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that really we can come together as just, <laughs> not just guys and girls, but just, you know, human beings. Yeah. As humans, really. I know that sounds kind of corny, but I'm just hoping that instead of this separation and this divide of where we're like fighting against each other, that we're like, oh, you know what? We all kind of have some aches and pains and I have these strengths and you have these strengths. And instead of going against each other or competing or being in these power plays, we've got to find a, a loving approach and, and help each other kind of go through these things. I think that if we came at it with more love, we'd get a lot further in life. And that's not impossible. And that's not some like unrealistic expectation that I have. It's completely possible. It's, it's, it's totally possible to work together and to come up with solutions and support one another rather than feeling attacked by the opposite person or the opposite gender. What do you have to say for the haters out there? Oh, well, haters, like, you know, I, I, ex I expect that I'll have many, you know, um, because I think that with any, I think that there's a lot of support um, for the red pill communities, um, but I got nothing but love for you. You know, I don't I don't hate the haters. It's like um, and I think, you know, negativity just breeds negativity. I just don't have the energy for it. Um, you can hate on me all you want, but I won't get my attention. And that's a beautiful way to say it. Would you like to wrap this up or would you like to like explore more into like why red pill and blue pill shouldn't just really be existing? I think, I think we can wrap up, you know, um, I don't know, like it's my first time. So obviously like, um, I'm nervous, but I hope like I, 
I think one of the biggest reasons I wanted to do this was because my feed was flooded with negativity. Um, and I found it so discouraging. And me being in the mental health profession, I can see how that can really weigh on dating and relationships. Dating is hard enough. Relationships are hard enough. And now we're pushing all of this information. It's not even accurate information. Like they're basing all their stuff of, on evolutionary psychology, one of which is really difficult to even prove. And two, those those studies are not even, um, if you actually take a look at them, there's a, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of fallacies in them and things that you can really kind of break down and it's easy to misconstrue and stray to one point, you know? And so I want, I, I want to give people hope. I want to give people an alternative, more positive way to look at love and relationships rather than this antagonistic, I need the youngest, hottest female and I need the uh, most successful man with the most money. You know, like that is not the way to approach relationships. I think most people want love. And I want to help them find that. I want to be part of that healing journey. I want to speak life. I want to speak hope. I want this to be a positive outlet for people. And I hope that it changes lives. I hope people benefit from it. And this rhetoric that's being pushed really kind of neutralize and you have something to balance it out with. That's amazing. And do you have any future projects coming up? Well, yes. You can get one-on-one -on -one coaching with me um, if you want. You can just slide into my DMs. My IG will be on there at some point. Um, I also still do mental health. Um, I, I, I would love to do uh, like speaking events, and I do do a few here and there, but I'd love to head more in that direction where um, we're talking about dating and relationships. I love having an open forum, and I love having a discussion, if it's actually a discussion, not somebody just telling you how it is, right? Um, and then, you know, I have started a book. <laughs> I took a big break from it, honestly. Um, but I have started picking back up on it. And the book is about narcissism. Um, if you guys don't know, I kind of got, um, I have a lot of, uh, experience working with narcissism and, um, that is what I am most known for, but I'm kind of branching out into these other things at the moment as well. All right. That was amazing thank you thank you so much yay <laughs>